morning and happy end of July. It is July 31st. Can't believe that that month is now gone. Time is flying. Today's readings are Proverbs 18 through Proverbs 19 to Romans 14, 1 through 18 and 1 Chronicles 9 through 10. So with Proverbs, I'm going to read from 18 verse 18 here to start us going because that was what really spoke to me. Like I said, I usually will pick things in here that speak to me and then share that in my notes first and then share the notes with you. Quote, flipping a coin can end, can end arguments. It settles disputes between powerful opponents. Now, when we're passionate about our side of an issue, we often unintentionally blind ourselves to the viewpoint of the other side. And yet the other side is in exactly the same situation, which that presents a little bit of a conundrum. Now, this proverb says that to end those sorts of stalemates, flip a coin or some other agreed upon mediation that has a 50-50 chance of hitting one or the other. But I think that there's a greater meaning underneath here with this proverb. Let me explain. It's true that good and evil exist, but I like to think that there's some good in all of us. Therefore, someone pushing an opposite viewpoint may very well come from a position of logic and empathy. In other words, it should encourage me to want to hear the other side's view, for if they are coming from good and they are passionate, as passionate as I am about my point of view, also coming from good, then perhaps I could learn something. In other words, I shouldn't just discount somebody or somebody's point of view because I disagree. That's not how we learn, and that's not how we solve issues. Ultimately, there's usually the best situ- uh, solution is somewhere in the middle between the two. It probably slants one way or the other, but it's usually not in an absolute one side or the other. Sometimes it is, but not all the time, and it behooves us to try to learn that. So from this proverb, I'm extrapolating that the 50-50 split on the topic is not limited to the two participants. In other words, it's like a 50-50 split among groups of folks. We see this in this hyper-partisan world that we live in in the United States today. But if one or the other side is unwilling to discuss their point of view beyond, look, I'm just right, it's settled, everyone agrees, then logic and reason can't settle the dispute for they have abandoned such. So anytime that I hear something like, well, the science is settled, for example, that becomes a, or the, or this has been disproven, or this has been debunked, without even attempting to discuss the issue, then I realize that there's no point for me to try to discuss it, because you've already, you being whomever the other side is, in this case, has already made their stand and and they're not going to budge which is too bad because again when all is said and done we really need to be talking with each other not at each other now proverbs 19 2 follows with enthusiasm without knowledge is no good haste makes mistakes so my advice to me and then to you, is to take time to not let the passion rule you in an argument 
and to try to find knowledge and reason. Pray for wisdom in those points. God may be using you to help someone see a broader truth. And don't discount the fact that it could be the other way around, that God could be using the other person to help you see a broader truth. New Testament, we pick up the story in Romans 14, 1 through 8. We're about, we, hit, we, are, we are to accept other believers who are weak in faith. The truth is, from my perspective, we are all weak in faith at some times, be it when learning or when having crisis of faith. And we all have crisis of faith, I'm convinced. That's when those with stronger faith can help lift up those who need it. Quote, with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. Now, Paul seems to be more or less emphasizing not to judge based on customs rooted in the law. Quote, remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. And then another quote, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. That's pretty straightforward. There is going to be a time when we are going to ask to account for our lives. And there's nobody among us who is going to get off being completely righteous. We're all going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. And I think part of that is how did we encourage others in the faith when we had the opportunity to do so? Or did we keep the faith to ourselves? It's not what we're called to do. We're called to help other believers. We should all live so as to not cause another believer to stumble and fall. That's pretty much self-evident. But part of that, remember, is to help someone not stumble and fall. So it's not just like causing someone, if we're going to use the fall analogy, it's not just tripping somebody. But it's also guiding them by the arm across ice, a slippery slope, for example. That is what we're meant to do with our faith. Because again, as I said beforehand, we all have crises of faith. And we're all learning and growing in faith too. You know, for something, obviously the faith is strong on the grand scheme of things. Because for something that's been around for over 2,000 years, if the faith wasn't real, it wouldn't be here. My opinion. Old Testament, we are in 1 Chronicles 9 and discusses the returning exiles. The first were the priests who returned, then the Levites, you know, the Levites, temple servants, and other Israelites. Some from tribes of Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh settled in Jerusalem. 690 families from Judah returned, 956 families from Benjamin, 1760 priests, 212 gatekeepers. Now, gatekeepers they were responsible, I guess, not only for watching the gates, but for carrying, carrying rather for various items of worship, furnishing supplies, really anything that was needed to facilitate worship. And then King Saul's family tree is presented. And we continue the story in First Chronicles 10, touches on the death of Saul and three of his sons. This is all already covered in Kings. I don't think that there is any new detail here 
than what we've already gone over, but I didn't check. And then the end of today's readings, the kingdom was handed over to David, which is an interesting way of saying it, that it was handed over to David. And that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful day. We will pick this up again tomorrow. I absolutely love doing this, and I love having you join me on this journey. Walk by the Spirit today. We'll see you tomorrow.